0: Warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am my I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that i don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not to worry Look, about it. Hey, them. Dave, I know
1: exactly sorry, sorry, what I you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution.
0: Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to
1: Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Chris
0: Kirkpatrick. Amazing. John. Dave. (laughs) That was good. As a symbol, <laughs> yeah. So John, I know you just got back from tour. I did. You're you right, did. but yeah. don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I can feel. Okay, me. I was able to grab all the mail while you were gone. My my mail? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a- Amy and the kids were they were there the whole time. I think that might be called a felony. What you just did.
0: Ah, uh, that. Yeah. That's starting to make a little more sense. Uh, But today's sponsor, Manscaped, did send you the new performance package 4.0. Oh. Yeah. Let's check it out, Johnny. I love their stuff. It
1: makes the road so much easier. Yeah.
0: Let's see. We have the lawnmower 4.0. Love that. You heard that right. The 4.0. Yeah. That's right.
1: This was well worth yeah. the wait, Dave. I got to say. Yeah. We also have the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. I don't leave without it. You don't. Well, I I leave without it, but I don't leave without using it. There it is. I mean? There it is. Then we got the crop preserver deodorant. I don't leave without that on my arms. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in my armpits. No, I don't do just, like my whole you have a arm. different. Although method. I want to because it smells so good. <laughs> just do The it. crop reviver toner. Yep. The performance boxer briefs. I never perform without them. And <laughs> or, a travel bag or a box
0: without them. Or box. <laughs> and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Uh, it I will say it does seem like it's too much. Maybe this was for both of us, maybe? Nope. No, I don't think so. They have uh, my name on it.
1: Um, also, check this out. Hmm. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce <gasps> grooming accidents. We've all had them. Uh, we we don't want to have them anymore. <laughs> Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. See? Science works, Dave. It safe. does.
0: It does. Take that, all the gym teachers out there. Can you believe <laughs> that the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 no. rpm motor? Yeah. Stop. That's more RPMs than my first car I had, John. That oh. Honda Accord. We love her. The blue dent. I miss her. I miss <laughs> her every day. Okay. <laughs> but it gives you the ability also to turn the four thousand LED spotlight on and off when needed a more when you're needing just kind of a little more you want to get precise precise.
1: you know how much easier that makes things when you're shaving in the dark yeah which
0: is both of our Favorite Bruce Springsteen. He's the boss. Gosh, yeah. the boss. He's the, the boss. OG okay, shaving in the dark. so here's the deal. <laughs> we want to give you listeners. You can tell with his beard. Oh my gosh, it's a, it an immediate giveaway. <laughs> uh, we want to give you listeners an incredible deal as we head into the holidays. Okay, twenty percent off. Mm. You get twenty percent off Mm-mm. plus free shipping Mm-mm. with the code Dadville at manscapes.com.
1: It's like they're too generous. They are. Why do I give? That's twenty percent off. They give. And they give. And they
0: give. And <laughs> they give. And they give. And they give and <laughs>
1: It's 20% off plus free shipping. Yeah. It's not either or. It's both and. <laughs> if you use the code dadville at manscaped.com. Listen, your boys have been through enough oh, this so past much. year. Treat them with the best tools for the job
0: from Manscaped. Uh, folks, you hear the voice. You know it. I do, Kirkpatrick, (laughs) coming (laughs)
2: in hot. You looking at me, saying, "I "I it? Well, it's yeah. I just want to welcome (laughs) you. I was Um, like, "Yeah, I hear it every day. It's so weird." Yeah, but Um, it sounds different coming out of my mouth because you know you hear the resonance. Yeah. Yeah. All that, and then you sure. hear yourself back on tape. Like I will not listen to this podcast no, I because it's, it's, I hate to hear myself.
0: Yeah, it's it's a you have to you have to steel yourself against these things. So we do th- we do what we call the brag sheet, Chris. And this is um, this is uh, this is your life, is what it is. Oh, um, here so we go. So this is where you just get to hear oh, us bragging. No, I, no, I know. Hate buckle this. up. Buckle up. No, no, stop it. Don't do it. Okay, Chris. Here we go. Formed in sync in September of '95, along with JT and JC. There it is. Later recruited they, Joey and yeah. Lance. Is that true so yeah. far? Yeah, so okay. far. Released four albums. Ooh. this blew my mind. This this fact that we had four albums that blew my mind. Why? I would have. I don't know. I would have guessed at least five or six. King, we <laughs> only had four. <laughs> we had a Greatest Hits. Uh, that, hey, that counts, and a Christmas
2: album, so that that counts too. Wait, wait, but you but, didn't count the Christmas album. No, I don't think. so. Yeah, it? that's a Christmas album's counted in there. That oh, is four. I, I think is? it was like three because we so had you guys like had three, three majors. Three majors: first self-titled, then No Strings Attached, and then Celebrity. That's a. well, buckle up for million this. albums,
0: seventy million albums off off those records. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. Yeah, I uh, I was wondering if that. I mean, is that a? Is that? A, has anybody ever else done that on so few records? Do you know? I don't know. Let's why just you say that. no.
2: You're probably everybody who's awesome. Like <laughs> quote, <laughs> I mean, unquote. I mean, that's like kind of saying when we freaking did something like, oh my god. When we broke we sold two point four million records the first, first week, week we universe. released I think. Are so, you serious? Yeah. So I mean now I'm bragging about myself. But anyways but we sold two point four million records and it was like this huge deal and we appreciated it more than anything. But we also knew our fan base, you know, and our fan base at the time were young girls or kids that would come out and buy things like that. Yeah. yeah. And when we broke that record it was like you know i can't believe we have the record and then somebody's like yeah you guys sold more records than the beatles the first week and i'm like okay um we sold more c- cd's than the beatles the first week cuz there were no cd's, CDs of the beatles. back when the that's beatles right. were releasing hey, their record don't steal records. your joy away hey they no. price if they re-release something they would sell way more than us anyways that's and this insane, is like that's insane though yeah that's 2. a lot
1: 2.4
2: million records yeah in one week yeah and then um What's her, uh Hello, oh, oh, Adele. Uh, Adele just was the first person to beat that record, and yeah. hers should be like, like in the Hall of Fame of everything because. We sold 2.4 million records when kids were buying records. Yes, right. That's right. right. She sold like 2. Point something million records yeah, when everybody's, when down, everybody's yeah. downloading right. and doing this. So she should get like the biggest I haven't thought about of, that.
0: You do wonder how many she would have sold if it would have still been Oh
2: like, my god, if she would have released like back when people were buying records, you know, it would have been like, like the Beatles. Like it would have been ridiculous. Of that. Uh, okay. okay, we got to keep there's more to you. Yeah. Chris, here we go. Um,
0: after NSYNC formed Alt Rock band Nigel's 11 Look at yeah, this, we've done. Yeah, uh, release clande- clandestine operation. Clandestine that's operation. That's a great. That's a great like album. Also, this is a really cool fun fact. Voice of Chip Skylark <laughs> and Nickelodeon. Yep, fairly
2: odd. Is that yep. fun? Do you enjoy that? That was absolutely amazing, and to this day, still one of the weirdest fun facts in my life. It's amazing when I'm. I'm well, not so much anymore because this was a show that was on in the 2000s, you know, up to like 2010. And, you know, kids don't watch it. It's not on anymore. Right. Well, it is, but on reruns. But they don't really watch it that much anymore. And there were times where I went back to my old junior high school and talked. And they're like, my friends, who are now like faculty there, uh-huh. <laughs> were like, hey, come back. And, uh, you know, we want you to talk to the kids and talk to them about music and everything. I'm like, awesome. So here I was back in my old little crappy gymnasium hmm. speaking to these kids. And they're sitting in their seats and... I'm like, so, you know, I was, in, I was in the band in sync. Isn't that cool? And kids were like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess it's before your time. You don't really know, whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I did, you know, this voice chip Skylark. No way. No way. Got out of their seats freaking out. And I was thinking to myself, these kids are like, we're doing an assembly. It's awesome. We're going to have somebody speak. The voice of Chip Skylark is going to speak. And they were probably so freaked out and so like, this is the best day ever. I mean, we had a Cleveland Brown lineman go to my high school in this little town, and I thought that was a big deal. So Chip Skylark is this huge deal, and they lost their minds. And I was like, okay, um let me open it up for questions Does anybody have any questions about music or, or how to get involved or what can you do or you know because I was sitting in the seat just like you guys and now I got you know perfect storm blessed you know with this amazing band and, and got so lucky with everything I did and, and there is talent I'm not trying to be like whatever but you know yeah, yeah. you guys are talented musicians right and you know you don't have multi well you do all right, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> you can direct that at me. Basically, I don't no, have no, <laughs> basically, but basically, no, no, basically, but basically, you know, like living in Nashville, I see every day I run into people that are 10 times more talented than I am. I'm always like, oh my God, right? like you're so good, you're sound, everything about you is so good, but yet I'm the one that had this happen to me. Like, so uh-huh. it's luck. That was, that was the lucky part. There was tons of work, tons of preparation, you know, for that luck, but it was still luck. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, you know, however I can help you guys, and my musical questions. This little kid raises his hand. I'm like, all right, you little kid. Little kid goes, so um, is, and I'm talking about Fairly Odd Parents, the cartoon, is Timmy Turner really nice? <laughs> and I was like, I was at Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents, the cartoon. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, Timmy Turner's actually a girl. <laughs> you know, she does his voice, but whatever. And, Oh, kid, which of course, that kid was like Whoa. devastated. Oh yeah, devastated. Yeah. Like I threw the whole movements you can name at him at once, and he had to deal with it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Okay, that's cool." And I'm like, "All right, oh, cool, okay, cool." And, uh, anybody else? Like, what else? Um, yeah, I have a question. Why is Vicky so mean to you? I'm like, again, uh, from the cartoon Fairly Odd Parents, <laughs> you are talking. Vicky is the babysitter, and. I know the lady that plays her, too. She's a really sweet lady. It's it's a cartoon. And I'm kind of getting a little, like, irate at this point. Not mm-hmm. really irate. It's a little kids, so we, you're con- on a constant irate thing <laughs> sure, with them. Sure. But it's like, I was like, all right, but does anybody have any musical questions? Little kid's hand goes straight up. I'm like, thank God. I'm like, what's your question? He goes, can you sing my shiny teeth in me again from the show? <laughs> I'm like, well, my shiny teeth in me didn't go triple platinum. Oh, now like you're defending others. yourself. Yeah, now I'm looking like a jerk, <laughs> yeah. standing up there to these little kids. Like, y- y- does anybody like? I was in a band, you guys. Like that's you why start, I got the like, gig. Somebody
0: give me your phone. Look, I'm gonna show you yeah. all some videos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is me playing here. This is a vi- look how many streams. So yeah, like, right. Anyway, one more question. Can you text her? Yeah. Like, text who? <laughs> text text the babysitter. Text Vicky. She, she, okay, text again. Vicky. She's a cartoon. That is so
1: fascinating because of what we just said earlier. You guys have the record for the most albums sold in a freaking week. It's Seventy crazy. million albums from it's basically crazy. three albums. Right, uh-huh. and then flash forward. How many years is this from when you know No Strings Attached came out?
2: Well, No Strings was our second album. Yeah, um, is mean, that the one that you made mean th- that I did the, the, the show? That I mean that I talked that to the you're kids? talking to these kids. Well, Celebrity was after that, so Celebrity was last one, and I think we might have even <laughs> did our greatest hits one, and that was one of those things where it was like, oh, you guys still owe the record label oh, yeah. an album, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so we're all like, right. eh, put all the hits on it. Yeah. So both of them were on that one and um I'm totally kidding that, that's an o town joke I make with them all the time but um too soon both of them were on that <laughs> no. one No that's not too um, soon Um but uh yeah it was uh this was probably 6 years after that, oh wow! Shooters. So not that long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but when you're a 12 year old kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. six years ago that's you half were six. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Or you weren't alive. Yeah, that's half your life, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't alive. Yeah, I mean, when I recorded those records, <laughs> it was so weird how they did that. I'm that's such insane. a baby. I'm so young. So
0: tell me this: How did you? It's like because your childhood, we were we were prepping for the show. That's what we do. We're professionals. Oh, you yeah. and you're, for months, how did you get
2: it? Yeah, for, for months, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? I'm not Joey. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's fine. You just leave. Yeah, he's like, uh, so how was it being on the Food Network so many times? Golly. I was with him. What a trip! I, I'm have. telling you, I was with him last night, and uh, that's my jokes with him. Like, I got so many on him, okay. and, and all night it was like, well, Joey should know. He's been on, um, what is this to eat? Like, I don't know, name it. It's on the Food Network. <laughs> what is you've this been there to eat? <laughs> what guy it- Ferrer, Ferrari? I was like, you were on Guy guys. Ferraris, what is this to eat? What is this to eat?
0: Shopping mode. Like they've just gotten to where they have so many shows, they just right. put words in a bucket. Yeah. And they grab <laughs> they and pull in whatever order it's they in. They pull them out. Right, so the new show is going to be called, what <laughs> is, is
2: this, this to, to eat. eat? All right. Yeah. We just yeah. have to work something around the word eat. <laughs> <laughs> what about what is this to eat? Oh, I like that. So, what are different we doing shows here? with just emphasis on different. Yeah, words? what are we doing here? What is this oh, to so eat? what we're doing is we have a covered thing. You stick your fork <laughs> in, put it in your mouth, thing. and you have to tell me what's <laughs> in this exact so, thing. Listen, is somebody this listening, listening today is write? literally oh, yeah. like, scram- like <laughs>
0: just typing as fast as they <laughs> can. <laughs> Barbara, what is this to Check your email right now. <laughs> Barbara, <laughs> Barbara, check your email right now. Right now.
2: Food Network is going to be crushing so for t-
0: this. So, tell us, you talked about Pennsylvania some before we were recording, but like, How, what was that? Because it was a crazy childhood. Could
2: could we talk about you for a second then too? Because that was impressive. When I was making fun of your frame, you kind of put me in my place and I was like, oh my God, what a tacky frame, blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, this was at Ben Roethlisberger's wedding. (laughs) And I was like, "Hmm, Ben Roethlisberger, probably my favorite quarterback I've ever, you know, I know him. I don't know him like that because I wasn't invited to the wedding. Yep. And all this, and you were just like, yeah. And then you told the story and kind of let me down. But uh, there was, that was before fair. that. You, you know had two things that you may think are cool about that wedding that I think about a lot. One, I've never seen, and you can speak
0: this being a Pennsylvania native. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything. So we got, we all met at this one Were place. people in Steelers, Texas? Bro, bro, for miles. I'm not kidding. Miles and miles. People were on the side of the road cheering, holding banners no, for his wedding. for story. Get wedding. out of here. I've never seen anything like wow. that.
2: Wow. We were in like – Have all you been Halloween. to Buffalo? No. Because Buffalo – The Bills. When I went to a game years ago, I did this thing up there, and it was in December. It was called the biggest disco party they do in Buffalo, New York. Oh, wow. Amazing event. Like thousands and thousands of people in this airplane hangar. They had a – Stay in a live suit that was, like, five stories tall hanging. Like, it's it's so insane. I didn't know what to expect, and it blew my mind, like, how amazing this was. But we were there. It was a Saturday night, and then Sunday they are like, hey, do you want to go to a Buffalo Bills game? And I was like, yeah. And this is before they got Josh Allen, so they were yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. And after the, <laughs> the good years, this was, like, in the middle kind of crappy yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah, that they had all those years. The re- yeah. <laughs> yeah, We don't say that in Pittsburgh. It put in the Bills never rebuilding. Give me that one. What? Put the bill the and bill rebuild. And Keep going. Ooh, I, I like That's that. I like that. Got ideas. Put the bill, Food network can do something. Food easy. network. Yeah. Put the word "eat" in there, and we've got ourselves a gig. <laughs> um So I'm. Dr- we go to. The, we're going to the game, and I'm driving to the game, and their stadium's in the middle of nowhere. Oh wow! And when I say nowhere, I mean like fields. And this is December, so it's so, snow cap. Yeah, all this yeah. crazy, and the entire way, tailgaters Jeez. miles from the stadium tailgating with burn barrels, with all this crazy. I mean, they are – Steelers fans are everywhere, but Bills fans are the are very dedicated. Wow. Almost as much as Cleveland Browns fans who still think their team has a chance, dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Cleveland yeah. Browns fans talk more trash at the beginning of the season than any team I know. Yeah. And being a Steelers fan with Ben, Ben lost to the Browns, I think – Three times in his whole maybe career. four times in his entire career, and Jeez. we played them twice a year wow. every year. He yeah. lost to him maybe three or four times. That's insane. It's like something ridiculous, like 25 and four, his record against the Browns. So Browns fans were like, Ben's retiring. I'm standing outside his wedding with signs going, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's <laughs> right, do it, do it. That's right. They that
0: was, and then he had his, his um, ushers, were his linemen. And <laughs> wow. Having them seat people was like one of my favorite experiences they're like just they, carrying them. Like Annie Annie my wife and I walked up and it was Pouncy. Oh, uh, love Pouncy. Marquise Pouncy, right? He's just yeah, he's just he's a humongous man. Huge dude. He he walked Annie and it looked like I mean it was Her like hand a, was turning oh, red because it, like, it was like Yeah, stuck in the like, she's like I have no blood yeah, going yeah. through my hand. But at one point they're walking, you know, he kinda they're all you know, they're all so sweet and they're like, Oh, okay, let's walk it. And so start so walking, I just kinda tap his shoulder and
2: he kinda turns on and was like,
0: I'm watching you, big man. And he started <laughs> he lost it and I was like, Yeah, it's a big win.
2: But it was like I mean they're like, I used to do that all the time too, and then I realized some guys actually will call you oh, out yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. and yep. you're like, Oh great, I'm gonna have to fight a guy that's like ten times my <laughs> right. size and he thinks and he that like this is yeah, no sense of humor
1: knock knock hey dave oh oh uh, you go first wait you, no you go ahead okay knock knock hey dave Th- does that work uh, maybe okay it's that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> was that the end of your joke <laughs> <laughs> oh Listen, my god speaking of comedy okay. i know comedy is <laughs> kind of more your thing obviously as you just uh, presented you saw it but I'm thinking about hitting the local open mic night, oh, and trying some new material.
0: Okay, that's great. How about you hit
1: me with your opener? Go. I hope it's better oh, than what geez. I just gave you, but okay. I want to hear it. Well, you set a high bar there, but okay. this isn't quite finished okay. yet. But here it goes. Okay. Okay. I used to be addicted to soap. <laughs> okay. But I'm clean now. Huh.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come actually, on. I really like that. Come on. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more? I, I feel like it feel like you're in a roll. Okay. Uh, I got
1: one more. Okay when does a joke become a dad joke when it becomes
0: apparent come on (laughs) i'm on fire dave listen somebody call the fire department because you are in fuego i'll tell you what's no joke though okay how simple it is to start run and grow your business with shopify the all-in-one commerce platform Mm -hmm. Dave, you are so right once your store is live
1: shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of
0: payment that's every type of payment can i payment. can i add to that please shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person pos system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform even across social media platforms like tiktok facebook and instagram oh my gosh what about myspace yeah, they, that's still rolling. They they may be moving that way.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just get so excited about mm. e-commerce and POS yes, systems. I know. You know this I know, about me. I know, it's I know, a I know. real passion of mine. I know. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, yeah. don't just launch it, launch it into the spotlight. That's what <laughs> I, I said. to launch it. Do it with Shopify, the e-commerce platform backing millions of businesses,
0: millions Ugh. down down the street yeah. and around the globe. Yeah. Whether your thing is vintage cheese or recipes for ghee, wow so right you just can't turn start it off. selling with shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash dadville all lowercase go to shopify.com slash dadville to start selling online today that's shopify.com slash dadville this is possibility
1: powered by shopify
0: John. hey dave oh hey i didn't know you were there i didn't know where to go with that i was practicing. i wanted to match your energy <laughs> it was good i didn't mean can i tell you something please uh, i'm excited about this next sponsor because it gives us something to taco about <laughs> whoa <laughs> uh, listen you know as listen. much as
1: i love tacos yeah you can't trust them they what? spill the beans. Oh,
0: my gosh. Listen. <laughs> Johnny, I'm going to call you. That is a low you... <laughs> for me. That's a new low. <laughs> I'm going to call you Johnny Fuego because you are in fire. hook In fire. Thank you. But you're also on fire. <laughs> you are so on fire that you're in fire, John. Much like the mango habanero taco wow. at Tacos for Life. That would literally melt my face off if I had that. And I mean, habanero, that, like very yeah. literally like the Indiana Jones yeah. face melt. I
1: didn't know you were bilingual. Mm. Listen, I'm I sure. love that Tacos for Life not only makes amazing handcrafted Ooh. tacos, but they also give back to the community by donating a portion of the proceeds from every taco Ooh, sold to
0: amazing. help fight world hunger. Yeah, and the menu looks amazing. Amazing. It's settled. Done. After this episode, we're gonna hit up Tacos for Life. Yeah, we have the Chipotle Steak Taco, or or. The Hawaiian Shrimp Taco. Mm, Mm, I can't decide. I'll
1: get them both. Yeah. Tacos for Life is a taco shop on a mission. For every taco, rice bowl, salad, quesadilla, or nacho sold, a meal is provided to a child in
0: need. Everybody wins, Everybody. Everybody. Me and you and everybody. Whether you are someone looking to invest in a business that makes a good return while also making a difference in the world or you are someone who wants to run a restaurant where you can be proud of the food you're serving while also doubling down on the impact you're making, Tacos for Life can help you. That's right. So visit tacosforlife.com
1: slash dadville to learn more about opening your very own Tacos for Life and be a part of bringing forth a world where no child goes hungry. That's tacos, the
0: number four, life.com slash dadville. Okay, so childhood. Take it like what? Yeah. What is that like? Like, what is your growing up in
2: Pennsylvania? I mean, it feels like it was crazy. Right? Well, I like, <clears throat> and it's taken me probably maybe fifteen years to even like admit or talk about wow. it. But you know, I I made used to make stories up about. Oh man, Pennsylvania running through the mountains and it was so <laughs> crazy. Our Eighteen bedroom mansion we lived I in. I just, and I just love the image of just that sentence running, running, running through, through the mountains. The mountains. <laughs> just like a boy, <laughs> just like kind of mindlessly. Well, but, but you know what? I mean, I'm older than you guys, but like my era, like the woods was a library or the internet. It yeah, was something yeah, yeah. so right. magical and so amazing. When you're in the woods, yeah, I could go into the woods at six a.m. And my mom would call me at nine o'clock at night, and I'm like, "Mom, not yet, yeah, yeah yeah, like uh-huh. I'm just about starting to have fun, like the woods were just so cool, yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. being in the woods, but you know again, those were all lies. I grew up very, very poor, oh, like wow. very poor, like not even like when people say they're poor, and then I say how I grew up, they're like, whoa, I mean we are poor, poor <laughs> <laughs> we weren't like you right. like like I was probably most likely." Voted most likely to die in a trailer park uh, in high school, wow, and um no, but I mean I, gr- we grew up you know town to town all the time we moved a lot uh, my mom 's been married a few times, I had a lot of stepdads, and you know we never had money and mm-hmm. it was we lived above in an apartment above the drugstore in a really small town where it was the, probably the only apartment in the town. We lived in trailers, tons of trailers. And, you know, it, it took me a while to talk about that because it was embarrassing. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and, and I thought about it, I'm like, why am I embarrassed? Like that's right. who that's what made me who I am. Yeah. And more props to my mom for getting me and I have four sisters, you know, all of us through this entire time, you know, welfare, working at a grocery store and being on welfare is humiliating. Mm-hmm. Because there's one grocery store in the town I work there. My mom comes in. I'm like, "Who's this lady? Oh my right. god, am I right, guys? Mm. Who's this lady? She's probably gonna use food stamps. Oh, she's using food stamps. Sorry, lady, let me walk your bag out." I'm like, "Mom, I told you not to come here when I'm wow. working." Wow. Yeah. You know, so it was like it was it was hard and and humiliating, and there was a lot. Like, you know, I I remember my job got me the first thing I ever bought for my mom a microwave oven and wow. in the time microwaves were like 100 I think this one was like 189 bucks and I saved up like two paychecks and bought my mom this microwave and we're all crying like oh my god just so we don't even have electricity but it looks really cool oh, I'm sitting on the counter <laughs> yeah so when people come in they're gonna go oh I thought this was just a trailer but then I realized you got a microwave you know it was like <laughs> big deal we never had a tv we never had a phone we hardly ever had a car and you know it was tough it was tough but But, when
1: you were young young because my parents talk about when i was super young young they talk about how dirt poor they were right right and i had no sense of it you know yeah Yeah, you don't know yeah what, what would do you remember when you were young young were you aware of that and what was like the first time that you were like oh i think i get like we might be. Uh,
2: the first time I realized that was when I got money, like uh-huh. during the band or when I moved to Florida and was doing these gigs we were talking about where I got paid like 75 bucks right, or yeah. waiting tables. And I used to get paid in tips and I had this briefcase that I got for graduation. I don't know why somebody would buy me a briefcase, but... I guess that's what you do when people graduate. They're like, the there 90s. you go, son. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. The 90 is what it was. It was 90. <laughs> not the 90s. It was barely. 90. 90s were this new thing where you see all this new technology coming yeah, out yeah, now. Right. 1990, baby. Let's <laughs> go. We go. Let's go. We're not going to rot- write that vinyl and cassettes anymore. We're going to do these CDs. CDs. I just love that somebody gave you a briefcase. A briefcase. <laughs> just a from a graduation. But I, I would fill it up. Like I'd get my tips, and I, I moved to Florida to live with my dad. So he, you know, I wasn't paying rent, I wasn't paying anything, and so I'd get all my tips, and I'd come home with like stacks of cash, yeah. and I'd put them in this briefcase. So Did every you like day, tie them up. No, but every day I would sit there and put the briefcase on my bed, click <laughs> the things open, <laughs> open up the yes. briefcase, and it's like filled with money. And I you thought like I was Johnson. a mafia guy. Yeah, you and Don. I'm like, there's like at least 150 dollars just in cash <laughs> in just my in briefcase. You, well,
0: when
1: I was a kid, I was like, that's what an adult man like carries the work a briefcase, a briefcase full case. of money yeah
2: full of I assume money, it's full of yeah. money right? why wouldn't you why assume wouldn't it's full, be full of money? what else would you put in a briefcase <laughs> i would think folders legal pads and <laughs> money legal legal pads like Maybe you know a like a like a. I know what a legal pad is you but know, i'm just saying like why would write you say your legal? money it was more of a question of why you said legal pads because not you more you have a question you're of write to keep the amount of money so you don't have to keep counting why wouldn't you just buy a calculator
0: Cause then you're spending too much money. Man. <laughs> now this is the 80s. Yeah, this, we're not yeah, in the 90s yet. <laughs> this digressive <this,
2: laughs> <this, laughs> Does that have one of the? Is that like a really expensive Texas calculator where you can do like a calculus, calculus and stuff, <laughs> calculus like, no. and stuff, calculus. <laughs> were you in calculus? So, so no, I failed geometry twice. What got you? So so what got?
0: So you moved to Florida to live with your dad, mm-hmm. and was that was that like? How old were you? That's a big moment, right?
2: Eighteen. Okay. Okay. Eighteen. Okay. Well, and it was a big moment because I moved down there because I was born, grew up in Western Pennsylvania, but I actually moved to Ohio and went to junior high and high school in Ohio. Okay. And then I was like, you know, there is. It was a small, small town. I still am in contact, and we talk all the time. Some of my best friends from high school. And um, you know, it was. I knew I wasn't gonna stay there Mm. you know i knew i was like i had to get it was the same reason we moved to nashville oh wow because my wife and i were in orlando got married in orlando my mom and sisters ended up moving to orlando my dad wasn't (coughs) excuse me too far away from orlando and i was there from 90 to like 2014 okay Mm. so anything i needed I knew somebody yeah. or, you know, my sister runs Hard Rock Hotel. Every time mm-hmm. I go there, it's like I get rooms. I've got a display case in there, and I'm sure that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with her. <laughs> but, you know, we do I, – I get all these amazing perks, <clears throat> and we were like, this is – we don't like to be too comfortable, and we like something oh, wow. different. And I had this – I mean, my house was like – you went to my house in Orlando, and people were like, okay, this is what I expect – a boy band guy to live in with the big gate on the front and all this. And then I sell it and move up here and I live in this little neighborhood in this little house Uh with whatever and people are like, where's your house? I'm like, this is it. It's underground that house. Yeah. yeah, This is the guest house. Yeah. Go downstairs and pull the book and you'll find the whole (laughs) Right. It's actually your guest house for your Orlando house. That's
0: how that's how much money you have.
2: So much money now that I'm getting paid $20 to do this podcast. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wait, I am bag. getting paid $20. It's in the right? coffee bag.
0: It's actually yeah. in a briefcase out in the yard. What? So the coffee is what I'm you getting paid for it. this? It's yes. worth
2: 20 bucks, Roughly. Where? Well, it was. Where? That's a great get it? question. <laughs> Where do you think I can get 20 bucks? Like Whole Foods? <laughs> this looks like a Whole Foods thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to Whole Foods. Sure. You guys are going to go outside and see me. Hey, Excuse hey, 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 $20. I'm returning this to Amazon. 20 bucks for this Whole No, No, we're really going to use it. Cities, um, so, like, what led up to you going down to Florida? To, to, had you met your dad before? By the way, I love the fact that when I start, when I go, you're like, well, we got to reel him back in a little yeah. bit. We know, actually have questions he here. He knows me too He's, well. Talking He's talking about coffee. To, yeah, this is my this. normal so, pace. So it, it was one of those things where, you know, Orlando was this amazing, booming city. And my dad lived there. I had security. Mm. And I knew that, like, I wanted to go to college and I wanted to learn about everything. Like wow. I want, I didn't know what I was going to do. <clears throat> and I went down and I actually moved down and I God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I moved down thinking I could like do some acting uh-huh. or something and I am a horrible well, you're most actor. known for your voice acting, right? Right, and Amongst I think, I think which is actors. not in real life. <laughs> well, you, not... uh,
0: didn't you play a? Um,
2: am I wrong in, that you were in Sharknado? 3? Oh, that's right. So we can't. Oh, how sick was that though? Yes. That moment, I was so good in Sharknado Three. Everybody three. needs to watch. I love the Take a Sharknado. beat. Sharknado one. <laughs> uh, Three. <laughs> it was in Dead Seven, which was a boy band movie. I mean, I'm. I am like you're like, everywhere. I, le- I am legit. You're on IMDb. An, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but the, is that That's like a Hulu it. Plus? It's like... I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um there's but it, I I don't know. I just so I wanted to go to college. It felt I, like the I, land of I, plenty. I wanted to go to yeah. yeah, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to learn and figure out what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And the crazy part is I was there for my first semester and I was taking like stage wait, wait, cool? it was called it's Valencia Community College, okay. VCC. Okay. I used to say go Matadors, but I think they changed it to a Panther. Maybe Matadors is like not PC anymore. I don't know. I don't I'm know. not positive. Like yeah. I'll get canceled trying sure. to figure this yeah. out in my yeah. head. So let's just say that they just changed it for fun. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I was taking like stagecraft. I took like all these things and I was like, I, I thought I was going to be a roadie like a acting roadie like that i'm from western pa like we work with our hands yeah that's right my grandparents my parents my uncles everybody all worked at the glass plant in my little town wow and it was you know i'm a blue collar kid so i was like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do something blue collar i want to be an actor behind the scenes right like i'm gonna do all this stuff and i was going to class one day and i looked up and as crazy as it sounds one little tiny, I mean, look, I'm getting goosebumps. One little, little tiny moment changed my life. And by changed my life, I mean changed my life. And it was me sitting, I was at a Wednesday night biology class. I don't don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm going to say that's what it was. And I'm sitting out there waiting for our class to start in the little lobby area. And I looked over on the bulletin board, and on the bulletin board it said, guys wanted for choir and i was like oh my god like all i did through high school and junior high was sing and was in these musicals and i always sang. that's what i, I was good. I so loved. you had a
0: pedigree for music you had you had done music my,
2: my grandpa was in a band okay. my great grandma oh, was dang. in a band okay. like all my aunts and uncles are in bands and it kills them when i'm the one that <laughs> had the success because they're like well it's a boy band though you know whatever you're not you're not like Rock and roll, like we you, are. You're like it paid right? for my Astro. guest I'm like, house yeah, in Nashville. But I could do rock and roll? They're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But yeah, so I see this thing, and I'm like, oh, like they're looking for guys, and I'm like, let me go check this out. So I go and I meet with Dr. Graham, who was the vocal co- or choir director, and he's like, yeah, let's do an audition, and I auditioned, and he goes, all right, we'd love you in the choir, you know, we'll give you three hundred and seventy-five dollar scholarship, or whatever, and I was like, what? holy cow what are you doing you're giving me money to sing wow like this is amazing so the next year i i joined the choir and i'm sitting in choir and that's where i met all the people that were intricate in being in the band that i was in no way i'm in the i'm in choir and there's this quiet little kid named howard darow right i'm like oh man poor kid his name's howard like somebody should befriend him. Oh my god! I'm like you know, obviously I'm I'm a shy person. <laughs> obviously, totally. you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things. You know, I go in, I make friends instantly, and I I'm, I'm basically running the choir, and and I used to get bored because we'd sight we, we'd try to read things, and I can sight read, and I know. Oh, wow. That this music is like you, you, but yeah, it's not. Oh wow! But was that C- from piano? No, it was from just being me an idiot. Like I, I tried piano lessons, I. Two was uh, my te- my attention span didn't go didn't, for that. Yeah. I was up playing the other instruments. So you were
0: you were singing in choirs where they were good enough that you had to do that. That's impressive.
2: Well, no, no. I mean, it, but you would learn, You would get the sheet music. Yeah, right, right, and right. start teaching. And I was at the time I was when I was in high school. I was actually an alto, which sucked mm-hmm. because they. Oh, Chris, sit over there on the edge, because we'd be in a choir, and it's like, right. the basses were here, the tenors were here, the sopranos were here, and the altos were here, so I'd sit on the edge yeah. of the altos with yeah. the guys, going, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, tuck a little, pick a little, and the guys are going, good night, ladies, and I'm going, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, tuck a little, you know, so it was kind of embarrassing, but I did, Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I, knew, I know how to sight read. That's I mean, amazing. mean, it's, it's easy, amazing. but sight reading isn't, like rocket science like it's like oh this i'm singing this note right now it jumps up three steps you know how far three steps is and you hear the music so you know where you're supposed to go i know yeah, exactly where it but was
1: there are many many talented singers
2: in this
0: town oh, that my gosh, can't they can't do that
2: yeah but you've got the the charts Yeah <laughs> You've got Nashville charts Why do you right. need to sight read You yeah. know what you're doing D- like-
0: D- Okay I don't want to jump too far ahead But just <laughs> let me ask you this When y'all were doing When y'all would do vocal arrangements For things later in the band Robin Wiley I was going to ask you Because I know Robin did all those did would, you ever work with
2: Robin? No, but I knew so much about her, and I know how amazing She's she was. The, she is the sixth member of NSYNC. So, so would if she, it wasn't for her, there wouldn't be us.
0: Well, really. that's that's I, I, sure. I've heard that for sure. So, would she give you knowing you could do that? Was she ever like, "Hey, I know you're hip. Here's kind of what we're doing"? Or was no, she just kind of no?
2: But we never we never read music. Okay, like, there was okay, no okay. time where because when I, I when I started the band, I had. Complete other guys in the band. And by the way, the reason the, – how I started the band was because in that choir, Howard DeRoe was in it. And Howard was is now Howie D. from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, right? my gosh. So, that is hysterical. No, yeah, so me and Howie are in this choir together. And Howie came to choir, and he was like, I got this gig. He goes, I went and auditioned for this group, and I got the group, and they're looking for more guys. But Howie was quiet, and I was obnoxious. Howie was dark hair, he was looking for a blonde haired, blue eyed kid. So I was starting quartets in the choir. Like we were oh, singing wow. at places and I was arranging everything okay. and doing everything. And That's he, amazing. he got this guy, Charlie Edwards, who was a dear friend of mine. And he got Charlie and Charlie goes, Yeah, I'm leaving the group. And I'm like, Why are you leaving the group? Like we're playing like a coffee shop tomorrow. It's gonna be sick, bro. We're not getting paid, but you know, it's <laughs> freaking awesome. He's like, Yeah, I'm got this other gig like, all right, whatever. So he leaves the group. We had to find a replacement. And he comes back in with Howie, and he shows me this picture. It's this black and white picture. It's him, Howie, this guy, Phoenix. Wow. Him, Howie, Phoenix, AJ from Backstreet, mm-hmm. and Nick Carter. And they're in, like, leather jackets, like, posing in black and white. I'm like, you guys look stupid. You look like the new kids on the block. I'm like nobody's gonna want to hear that, you know. I'm like, what's the name of the band? I look up Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Was that from the Backstreet Market? And they're like, yeah, it was actually. I was like, well, that's cool. then I guess. <laughs> and um, so it was like this Backstreet Boys thing, and he goes, yeah, I'm in the Backstreet Boys now. And I'm like, well, good luck with that. Like, we do real music. You guys sing yeah, yeah. tracks or whatever. Yeah. And it was like totally different thing, but they were really good, honestly. And it just worked out, and then we moved on. And he ended up getting kicked out of that band. Like, he had a problem with the producer. I'm not sure exactly the details, but mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I left the band. And I'm like, you left or you got kicked out? Yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. not sure. Yep. Either way. I broke up with her. That kind of thing. And he goes, but this guy, Lou, wants to do another band like it. He goes, and I think you should bring your quartet and add me to it, and we can do it. And oh, I'm wow. like, all right, let's do it. So I walked in with my quartet, and Lou was like, Mm -mm, no I'm like what do you mean no and he waits till everybody leaves and he pulls me aside and he's like no I don't I don't like the balance I don't like this guy I don't like this guy you're great you and Charlie are great but I don't like this guy this guy this guy so over the course of the years I'm still trying to put this band together I'm writing arranging all this stuff I had different guys come in and every time something would happen and Lou would be like no I don't really like this guy I don't like this guy I don't like this guy
0: Oh, Johnny.
1: Yeah. Dave. Yes. Hey, uh, I got a question for you, Ask. if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your
0: favorite story that's shared when your family gets together for the holidays? Oh, John. What would you say? There's a lot of... We we have a lot of memories from VHS, from the VHS season of oh, our life. The glory days. And so we tend to reminisce about all of the hysterical things and the hijinks that have happened in and, in and to and around the Barnes family during In and
1: to and around. Yeah, that covers right. all of it. That's right, yeah. It. Well, listen... Today's sponsor, StoryWorth, can help you save those stories. It can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories. You and
0: I both know it. All the listeners know it. We all know it. But StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or, what's the farthest you've ever traveled? John, what question would you want answered? Uh,
1: I would probably ask, why was I cursed with an insatiable appetite for espresso? Mm,
0: that's you know, a good one. i go with something simple like, when did you know I was a comedic genius? <laughs> oh, that's kind of your go-to. <laughs> you I ask do, strangers yeah. that. I do yeah. that. I do Well, that. listen, check this out. After an
1: entire year with worth, they will compile your loved one's stories, mm. memories, and even photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a
0: valued keepsake. Johnny, I'd put that thing right by my fantasy football trophy on the mantle, right to the left of the team. But you carry that thing around with you, That's, though. Well, when I put it down, I put okay. it yeah. Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. so simple. Get started with your loved one for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll both be cherishing those timeless stories for generations to come. Help your family share their story this holiday season with StoryWorth.
1: Go to storyworth.com slash dadville today and save $10
0: off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y. W-O-R-T-H dot com slash dadville to save $10 on your first purchase one more time for the people in the back that's storyworth.com slash dadville <laughs> Ah, John <laughs> Hey, Dave. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was great. When you (laughs) discover a new show, are you more of a binger? Some people would say binger, but I say binger. Yeah, I say uh, soft G. I say binger. Well, that was, I don't know if you knew this. I went by soft G in my rap career. I did know that. Yeah. They they would be the soft G. Uh, Were you more of a binger or more of like a week to week guy? Like, are you all in? You kind of like space it out. Uh, Well,
1: it depends. Okay. It depends on a couple of things. My current coffee intake, that's a huge factor. Of course. Right? How much time do I have before the kids get home from school? Yep. Uh, also, do I need to increase my profile as an elite latte art influencer? Ah, there I, are a lot I, of variables. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Of course. Of course. But the wait is almost over for season three of The Chosen. Ooh. Okay. Side yep. note. Did you know in England, they call television seasons series? Oh.
2: Mm. Huh.
1: I did not know that, but Mm -hmm. I will remember that for the
0: rest of my days, Dave.
1: Mm -hmm. However, our listeners should remember that The Chosen Season 3 begins in theaters
0: November 18th. Ooh. What TV show would you have loved to see in a theater? Ooh.
1: Either Who's the Boss? I mean, that comes to mind.
0: Of course. Perfect Strangers. I'm going to go with that. Okay.
1: Okay. Focus, Dave. We're getting off track here. That's my fault. You see, the theme of Season 3 is, quote, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. And I
0: will give you rest. Unquote. From Matthew eleven twenty-eight. This season, the most consequential and emotional chapter yet, picks up right where season two left off, but turns up the heat. I gotta say, it doesn't get much hotter than Ooh. Matthew eleven
1: twenty-eight. If I've said that once, um, I've said it a thousand times. Twice <laughs> once. Jesus delivers the most famous sermon in history, and what follows are
0: the consequences of living out his teachings. The honeymoon is over. Dave. Yeah. I can't wait for this season. I love, this is probably my favorite TV series. Yeah. I love It's amazing. I cannot yeah. wait. Episodes one and two will begin in theaters starting November 18th, and episodes will start releasing for free in the Chosen app before Christmas. Oh, there's an
1: app. Mm-hmm. We truly live in the future, Dave. So head on over to
0: thechosentickets.com to snag your seats. That's thechosentickets.com for prime seats. Don't, Don't miss, miss it.
1: Can I ask you real quick as you're going about this in your head what is the goal or is the goal
2: just like like you're saying the next gig like no, well, we're my, playing this coffee shop right? Like, that's no, it or are honestly, you thinking like start I'm thinking like this is my opportunity like this is yeah. my wow. M&M one shot you yeah, know it's yeah. like I'm like I'm not going to let this go you know yeah. I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen So is this happening over years this happened over about the course of so I met him in, like, 91, 92, 91, maybe. And this was three or four years. So you would just three. kind of set up meetings and sort of retry out? No, no, oh, okay. no. I, I would bring in guys, and I went – I mean, I scout – I would go to, like, karaoke places wow. looking for people that could be in my band. So one thing I, that didn't dawn on me, because, you know, it my whole life has been the opposite of this, Um. you know, my – I, my mom for most of my life was dating a black man and oh, wow. in a town where he was one of the only black guys in town oh, wow so race i didn't even see race like right. race was i got right. my kicked for him being in my house mm. you know and for him and you know so race didn't bo- like race wasn't even an issue but I started to realize that the people Lou was kicking out of the band or didn't like oh was gosh. racial profiling. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I was like, I had two amazing dudes in the band. He's like, no, nah, I don't really like them. I'm like, Are you kidding me? They sing way better than me, and they sing better than anybody. But they're black. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it but was he this, would never say that. He wouldn't. He yeah. wouldn't say it. And I didn't realize it until later on. But you know, it just it happened that way. And and you know, this is this is something I'm not proud of because you know now suddenly i'm an aryan band which is not what we were you know it's just guys that like to sing right and he would and he would make me kick him out too that that was the hardest thing like if he didn't like somebody i was like yeah he goes well you got to kick him out i'm like well why don't you tell him because i got him into the band i asked him to do this and he's like no no it's your band do you want this to happen then you kick him out wow and one of the hardest ones was a buddy of mine right at the end so we had it was me and I found Justin. Justin brought in JC. So it was like. how did you find that? How did you find that? Justin, I found, um, like I said, I was scouring like karaoke places and doing all this stuff. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to call agents. I'm going to call agents and see if they have anybody. And I called 19. I remember this distinctively too. I called 19 agents and only one agent got back to me. And again, not on my doing. Like I, to me, I was just calling for anybody. I would get anybody and bring them in because I didn't realize what Lou was saying or Lou was doing. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I was just finding anybody. And whoever I'd bring in, if Lou didn't like him, Lou would make me kick him out. But I called 19 agents, and only one guy got back to me. And it was this place called Studio Plaza by Universal Studios, and I had my little Nissan Sentra, (laughs) like 82 or something, piece of crap car. Uh And I was driving over there, and I'm like, all right, we'll see what it is. And I go up, and I'm like, hey, it's me. Like, I'm like, what's up? And they're like, all right, kid, whatever. Here's a Manila envelope. Hands me this envelope. You put it in your briefcase. I put it in my briefcase <laughs> right underneath all the money just because yeah. I had to move the money to you see gotta it. You got to move all the money, yeah. I'm like, Pfft, this is my life now, baby. <laughs> you know, but uh, right, so I get it, and I get in the car, and I he's got a cassette in there. That's how old this is. He's got a cassette of whatever pop it in my little cassette player in my car and I start listening. I'm like, God, this kid can sing. Wow. Like, I'm like, how old is this kid? He's like 13, Holy cow! Years old. I'm like, that might be too young. You know, it's going to be weird, whatever. And I pull out this headshot and I'm like, Justin Timberlake. I'm like, is he native American? <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know <laughs> like what he is. Like he's at the, you know, it's funny. Now you say Justin Timberlake and you laugh but before you knew Justin Timberlake, before Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson, you said Michael Jackson. You're like, who? Yeah, what? yeah. What right, has he right, done? Right. You know, you don't know. But you know, at the time, it was like Justin Timberlake. This is cool. Like he can sing. I might have somebody for my band. So I called, and and also at the time, not only did Lou make me kick the people out, but Lou didn't want anyone to know that he was involved in my project. Meaning, this is all you because Charlie ended up leaving who started the band with me. Charlie ended up leaving. He went and taught uh, golf at Club Med. <clears throat> he was a golfer. And, you know, he was like, it, this isn't happening. I'm like, dude, but this is our only shot. Like, this is our thing. He's like, it's not going to happen. And left. And um, so I he made me call Justin or call, and obviously I didn't call Justin. I called Justin's mom and Miss Lynn. And I was like, um, so, you know, I'm putting this band together I can't, I couldn't divulge Lou oh, was involved, yeah, yeah. anything. Like, some, it was like I was 24, 23, and Justin was like 13, 14. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm some 23, 24 year old kid wondering if your 13 year old boy wants to come play dress up with me or, you know, uh-huh. something weird. Yeah. And it was so awkward. And she was like, she told me later in life, or, you know, that she goes, I remember that. And she goes, and the funny thing was, when Justin went to audition for the Mickey Mouse Club, he got this audition, and he was like, well, it's a free trip to Orlando. If I don't get it, we'll go to Disney and have a great time. So when I called a few years later, shes they did the same thing. They're like, well, you know, it's a free trip to Orlando. We could go to Disney if it doesn't work out. Yeah, it's a free yeah, trip to Orlando. Yeah. And So Lou is obviously paying for like guys to come audition. Lou was... Pl- well, audition was like a weird because it wasn't really it wasn't an audition it was like I had guys in my band we were just looking for another piece okay okay and I would hear them sing and I'm like this works like if they can sing this works they'll blend I can teach them to blend whatever so but Lou was Lou ended up paying the money because when I said he's interested Lou's like okay I'll put the money in and I'm like well can I say you're involved at this point because they're gonna know they're gonna find out yeah And, you know, finally he was like, yeah. And and in talking to Justin's mom, she was like, so I got this other kid from the Mickey Mouse Club too. His name's JC. Um, Him and Justin are still kind of working together a little bit. They write a little bit together. Are you looking for more guys? And I'm like, yeah. Like, basically it's me and this kid Brody. So I was like, there's two of us. We could use as many as we can get. So they came down. Um, Right away I'm like, this is it. Like, I've got the band. Me, Mm -hmm. Justin, JC, and Jose, Brody. J J. they were all it's always J's the crazy thing is everybody in my band almost from the jump except for Charlie was a J that's weird because it was now me Justin Josh Jose in the band and we're out and we're doing this stuff and um, we go to this club and we run into another J Joey Fatone and I'm like oh I know this guy like I work at Universal. He works at the Monster Show. I work at uh, High tones. We always talk about groups, whatever. He's in this really stupid high school group called The Big Guys, which was not stupid because it was him, and this other kid the other two guys are one's Jason and the other guy I don't remember, but it was me, it was him, uh Jason, the other guy, and this kid, um Luis Fonzi. I knew Luis Fonzi because Luis Fonzi's little brother's name was John Rodriguez and John was in my band for a while and then had to quit because his parents were like this is weird we don't want him in your band but Luis Fonzi is now known as just Fonzi and he's the one that did Despacito jeez Luis And uh, so and Joey's in a high school band with him like they were this crappy not crappy they were actually pretty good but a quartet which I had my whole life band and so we ended up getting Joey and that's when Lou had a problem with jose or brody this one was i don't think it i i would hope it wasn't racially you know profiled but this one was some other stuff happened and and he basically like we had now it was me justin jc and brody and he's like brody's got to go like he did some things he's like brody's got to go and i'm like Well kick him out and he's like it's your band you know and that's when wow. i remember that was the worst because we drove lou drove Brody was in the front seat, I'm in the back seat. Drove to this place by his house and, you know, basically was like, hey, so but Brody Brody ended up okay. Brody ended up in the band C Note. I don't know oh, if you yeah, know C Note. Yeah. So Raul, who was in C Note as well, was also in my band. It was wow. also in the original in sync and, you know, again it was scheduling and I had three jobs full-time school and trying to do the band. So I'd be late for rehearsals that were at my house and that didn't sit well with people. And so they were like, you know, I'm not going to do this. Like, you don't take it serious. I'm like, take it serious. I have three jobs so I can eat. You Good. know, it's not yeah. to take it serious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he, we sat in the car and Lou sat there and I'm like, Oh my God, finally, like Lou's going to say something because Lou has a problem with him. I don't have a problem with him. Lou has a problem with him. And Lou's like, well, Brody, there's something that you should know. And I'm just sitting in the back, like, thank God. And he goes, and Chris has something to tell you. And I was like, what? I do? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I love Brody. I think Brody's absolutely amazing. But, you know, Chris, you've had problems. You know, why don't you just tell him about the problems or whatever and all this? And I was like, are you joking me right now? Like, is this, this, am I being punked? That was before punked, but, you know, in my head. Maybe, am I being, what was it, can- Cameron? <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, and, and I can laugh about it only because, again, Brody ended up in C-Note, and he's an amazing singer, yeah. amazing guy. We're still friends, too. And, you know, it just was like, it sucked. Like, it mm-hmm. was like, I, I had to be that person to these people and it, that wasn't me, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I had my band. My band was before any of those the guys that are in the band now were in the band and it was an amazing band but Lou didn't like certain things like you know and this is back in the day and Lou's like oh that guy smokes weed he's got to go and I'm like well thank god at the time I didn't smoke weed I didn't do any bad things you know I'd barely drank or he would have. Who was that guy, by the way? Um, <laughs> I love that you took that. Oh, wait a second. What a, I remember. What him. a nerd. <laughs> I, was. I remember. Him <laughs> so I think well. about it. Thank God I was, because I would have been kicked out of my own band. But uh, yeah, so then when we kicked him out, we brought in Joey. So now it was me, Joey, Justin, and JC. And Joey goes, Well, one of the other guys that was in my group, the big guys, he goes, He's a bass, and we needed a bass. And it was this kid, Jason. I was like, Cool. Do you have anybody with not a J name that right. we could get in the I mean, band? that would know, be Lou. great, but <laughs> never happened. And so Jason started in the band, and and that's when Lou got us the house, and we did you know rehearsals and all this stuff. And one day, we're looking for a, a name of the band, and because Lou's <laughs> names were so ridiculous, like it's like five young men. And I'm like, is this a menu or is this a name of a band <laughs> for Lou? Because it was like, he's like, hey, let's oh call them gosh. five guys that have just hit puberty. Oh Wouldn't that be gosh. a great name for, we'll call you guys Fube. You no, know, oh I don't know. It's off the top of my head. That's yep. horrible. Yep. But, uh, but so uh, Justin's mom walks in the room. She goes, um, do you guys realize something? She goes, I've been kicking around names. She goes, and I've been messing with your names. And she goes, I took the last letter of all of your first names, and it spells in sync. And we were like, what? She goes, yeah, you've got Justin for the N, uh, Chris for the S, Joey for the Y, Jason for the other end, and JC. And we were like, which is crazy, because huh. I don't know why we call him JC, because his name is Josh Chazay, but we call him JC, JC Chazay. And I'm like, isn't that a little redundant? Right. They are calling me like C.K. Kirkpatrick. I'm like, no, yeah. no. The K is stands <laughs> for Kirkpatrick. We've yeah. done it like twice, but th- that sorry, that was just off the top of my head. I'd never do that. But yeah, so yeah. that's that's how we got the name, and and it stuck, and it was like in sync. Will that work? Like, does that make sense? And and again, like with the Justin Timberlake, Michael Jackson before it's there, yeah. You don't yeah. know. You're like in sync. Does that sound stupid or is it cool? And. We ended up getting T-shirts made. And then we were signing our record deal. And it wasn't a record deal looking back. It was a deal with Lou Perlman, which basically was whatever the opposite of a record deal is. <laughs> a deal. And we were signing our lives away. And the night before we had rehearsal, and Jason was at the rehearsal, he goes, I'm not doing it. He goes, I'm not going to do this band. And we're like, dude, we're signing a deal tomorrow. Not knowing that was what it was. It's a deal. It's a record deal. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And I drove him home that night, and I begged him. I'm like, dude, please. I'm like, it took me so long to get this band together, and now we've got the band perfect. You have to do it. He's like, no, I'm just not going to do it. And ended up quitting that night. But the next day, Lou was like, well, I'll still sign the for you. So he signed me, JC, Justin, and Joey to a deal. And we were together for probably another year, Maybe just the four of us. And, and you're we, playing gigs? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean uh-huh. mostly rehearsing and and we didn't have any major gigs. It was like, oh yeah, so and so's birthday. Can you guys come sing a cappella? Uh-huh. Happy birthday. We're like, Yeah, you're paying rent. We're there. Yeah. And um so basically it was about a year later that uh an old vocal coach of Justin's Said, I know you guys still, because we weren't rounded. Joey was our bass at the time, and Joey's not a bass. Joey's a baritone. But we needed a bass. He goes, I know you guys are looking for a bass. I've got this kid in Mississippi. His name's James. Lance's name's James. (laughs) No. Yeah, James Lance Bass. Lance is his middle name. There, I said it. Again, with the Js. I was like, is James? He's in. Yeah. Definitely in. I mean, as long as he's got a J, whatever. So... Lance basically flew into Orlando, and I remember Justin and I were in my bedroom hiding, listening through the door while Robin Wiley was going through vocal with him. And she's just going, Me, 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 this is our base. He's can sing. He's amazing, and sure enough, you know we're like you're in, and we had to get Robin's sign off because, like I said, Robin, Robin was the fifth member at that point. It was like and the became, Isles guy. She, yeah, she really was. She's the one that did it all. So that was a really really no, that, long that, story. Well, you, I apologize. You covered, you covered was, so so
0: many things. Which the things that come with that, I'm fascinated. Talk about the group dynamic. That's an easy one. Like what what was with with that many people. Did, did, was it one of those things that you found
2: –
0: it just fits because everybody kind of Also knows with the thing. age difference. I mean, age, yeah. right. Me ten and Justin were the
2: 10 years. We were yeah. 10 years. Nine and a half, but 10 years. We were the big age gap, and immediately he was my little brother. Like, him and I were almost inseparable. We, I flew to Memphis all the time with him, mm-hmm. visited his family. I knew all his friends. I knew his girlfriend at the time. I started dating her older sister. Like, it was, like, crazy. Just, he was my guy. Like, I, was, I never had a brother. He was my little brother. And it was always weird with him because <clears throat> here was this giant age difference, and I felt like I was the younger brother. Like, mm-hmm. he would teach me things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are you teaching me? You know, at your age, when I was your age, I I just went through puberty like two weeks ago, you know, and I'm like, you're like already knowing everything and like, but we were really close. Joey and I have always been really close. Like Joey and I, we just relate on so many levels and JC and I were very oppositely close, which is weird. But, you know, we always, I always had a huge respect for him and, and, you know, friends. So when Lance came into the band, it was really, really difficult for Lance mm. because Lance didn't fit in, you know. And this hes well, coming in after you guys have been together for a right, year. Right, right. we had yeah. been together for a, a long time, and we would known each other for even longer. Yeah. And he was trying to fit in, and it was almost like we cared for him enough that we would watch out for him. Like it was like we knew the whole time. Like it was. It was always the. Um, I talked about this the other day to somebody. I was like, the, we, we it was always pairs. It was like me and JC, Joey and Justin. Or me and Joey, Justin and JC. Or me and Justin, JC and Joey. And Lance. was just Lance just never really fit in. But we saw that, and we knew that, and we knew we were a band, and we knew we had to be brothers. So every time these things would happen one of the four of us would always be like yeah like lance right and and always like try to bring him into the fold because he just wasn't us mm-hmm. you know and i'm sure a lot of that too was the fact that you know back then he was struggling with this homosexuality thing and he didn't mm-hmm. know like he was like confused and he gets in with these four alpha males who were like yeah 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 was that
0: true of the four of y'all like everybody was pretty strong personalities For-
2: yeah and and completely different strong person oh wow yeah. like as crazy as that sounds they f- like JC's a very alpha but JC is a quiet backhanded compliment type alpha like he is like he you can't win an argument with him you can't win an argument with Joey. You can't win an argument with me. You can't win an argument with Justin. We all, you can't win arguments. Like, it's like, it's amazing. But, but we all do it in different ways. Joey's loud, and Joey would just loud you to death. Like, him and I have probably, him and I are the only ones that have gotten into fist fights and like really like, be, just because he's just like, oh, I'm like, Joey, what you're saying is stupid, 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 stupid. You know, it's like, I don't know how to win with this. It's like, you're just repeating what I say very loudly. But, um, and 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 Justin, of course, was this leader type where he was like a knowing leader. Like he was like, "This is what we need to do," because this is what I like, and this is what kids like, you know. And it was uh-huh. like, man, he's on cutting edge. Like I was going sneaker shopping with him because I couldn't never buy sneakers. First of all, my, my sneakers were all like XJ one thousands yeah, from yeah. Payless. That yeah, would end yeah. uh-huh. up the sole would fall off by the end of the year. And, you know, I'm like, oh. And I try to find weirds. And I'm like, what do you think of these Nikes? He's like, yeah, cool. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll buy them. Yeah, yeah, You know, that's yeah. that, that, that's cool. And then there was me who was just, like, obnoxious, you know, more on the Joey side, but with a little bit of Justin, not as much JC, just, like, you know, in your face. that You're not going to win an argument just because I'm going to throw flashbang powder and everything Yeah, in your yeah, face. yeah, yeah. But then there's, you know, there's poor Lance who, you know, just was like, dealing with it like lance is like i'm in this group you know and like i said you know he was dealing with some things a lot of a lot on his mind that you know we didn't understand but we understood lance Mm -hmm. and we got him and he was he's always been our brother he's always been like you know and lance and i probably don't get along more than anybody like Mm -hmm. we just are totally opposite on everything we're thinking and and in my head, I always try to put the group first. And it's like, you know, everything's about the group. And, you know, I'm looking at him going, he doesn't do that, you know, but he does, you know, just in his way. So that's where him and I always like butted heads. And now it took some craziness, but now him and I are closer than we've ever been, which wow. has been amazing. And it took probably being dads hmm. and getting married. Like when I got married, you know, things changed. I got back in touch. I had a fallen out with my dad. Mm. Got back in touch with my dad because wow. of, you know, the marriage. And, you know, just it just changed a lot. And, and we grew up. And basically what this podcast is about, being a dad, yeah. you know, it makes you forget your pettiness. And, you know, because right. now you're actually right. living for another human being. Right. Now you know what it's like. Like, I remember the first time almost crying to my mom mm. going, oh, my God, Mom. I freaking get it I get now. It. I get it. I love you so much. I get yeah, it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's like, you don't understand that when you're a kid. Like I look at my kid and say it to him all the time. He's like, you know, screw you dad. Like whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand. But it's not him that you need to be saying that to. It's right. your parents or it's you, your mom. So,
0: so I have a question. Like you said, parentally one, when you guys were having the success you were, what was it like with your parents? So like, I can't imagine managing that. You know, it's 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 a wonderful but tricky enough just living a normal life. But um, at your height, you've got your dad, you've got your mom. Mm-hmm. What was it like managing that? And then because
1: it should be said, which I would have never thought to say this until you told the story about the junior high or whatever mm-hmm. the school that you were in. But like the le- the the number of people who have reached the level of fame that you guys reached, yeah, could fit in this room right now.
2: No, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Mama Cass alone would, like, put us out through the window. But 70 million records. You <laughs> know what I mean? Million. Like, people I mean, that can say that. It's not many. It's really few. Uh, anyway. But, but thank you for the compliment. But there is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people. And like I said, that we had a lot of talent. I won't deny no doubt. that we had a lot of talent. And, and I, side l- note, let me, Can I
1: say a side note? You go. You I go. remember
2: watching... Because of course, like at the time I was born in '82, so when yeah, you guys... so you hate it. I mean, you were. It's not you hate us, just like me with the new yeah. kids. I didn't hate them; I just didn't like them. Well, you, it was almost it was, like you it was had like why, to... why, why, why is the girl that I'm in love with? They're like, all talking in love to me, with these She's guys. in love with these guys. All, they're right. all in love with these guys. And then I remember seeing
1: you guys. Yeah. I think it was the Today Show, and you did just an acapella. It was incredible, and it was like this moment where I, that was a turning point, and I was like. I, I, I'm a fan of Incident yeah, right Grey. But now. I won't tell anybody that, but yeah. I am a fan. Oh, I was, right, you
2: I was unabashed. You I had no problem with it. No, that. you can't. Anyway, you I cut you off.
0: I, wanted, I was just want no, to add to that quickly. I'll cut you both off. It's true, though. I think the thing that's so unique about you guys, and it, and it shows in you talking about the band and, and, one, your musical background, but I think, two, that it wasn't something – you were really looking for talent. You were like, this isn't where right. Lou would have been like – I see a talent, but let's see him with his shirt off. You know, right? You're, you're right? Going, exactly. You are going. Exactly. no no, no but hold on. We got to be able to do this first. exactly. And so I think that's something that is so unique about y'all's story is in a in a time where so much was manufactured, and oh. you guys were front row to see that. in other right. bands, you guys were a band that, to John's point, like you guys could sing, but not just sing like light like boys demand. All the electricity
2: could go out. And yeah, you guys and you guys could perform. do
0: not just performance is very nuanced. Performances,
2: yeah. well, uh, and again, that is all a testament to Robin, Robin Wiley. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And Robin, the arrangements that she did were so Incredible. intricate, and Incredible. you know, she's a Nashville, was a Nashville yeah. native. Yeah, and she to this day is, if somebody would say who's who's your favorite artist, musician, whatever, I would say Robin Wiley. Yeah, and it's crazy because you know she never got her come-ups yeah. as an artist mm-hmm. and what she did, but a million times over, she got her come-ups because of what she did yeah, and yeah. because of who she was. Yeah, it's remarkable. And when she knew her place and when she knew what she does well, she couldn't be out on stage dancing with us. Yeah. That's the only thing holding her back from being in the band, was yeah. she couldn't be out on stage dancing with us. Yeah. Other than that, she was so intricate, and there's a song right now that... um I, can't even, I probably couldn't even listen to without crying, but we did this song called I Thought She Knew. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the very first songs we learned together, and it was a song that Robin wrote. And the harmonies and the way she would, you know, because this is early in our careers where it was like, you know, we didn't know, we kind of knew, but we didn't know that JC and Justin were the lead guys. Mm-hmm. They, that I was the high guy, Lance was the low guy, and Joey's the middle guy. We didn't really know our place, so it was like she would do songs and have each one of us take a part of the verse or or sing something on it, just so they could hear that we weren't lip syncing or that yeah. we weren't doing something. And you know, I don't have a lead singer voice, but I have I or I had this really high little girl tone almost that would add this whole other mm. dimension to it. Lance's bass would add a whole other dimension. Joey's middles. JC's leads, and when he, when JC comes into the fold and blends too, and Justin, it's absolutely amazing because the fact that they can sing that well as a lead singer yeah, and, and then come back right. and be different true, a, a second baritone yeah. or a tenor and blend in with the group and yeah. take over, it was like, again, you know, and this, this again comes down to the luck factor. It wasn't just being discovered that it was luck. It was that I saw that note on the bulletin board Yeah, that I called these agents and found Justin that, you know, all these little perfect storms kept happening, and somehow, you know, looking back on it when you start something like that, and you guys are musicians, you know, when when you start, you are going to be the next big thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you keep going and keep going, and now you have these records. You don't know you you don't know what it's like to go. Uh oh, All right. I guess I'm going to go work at the mm. Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and whatever. And nothing against that right. because like I said I'm right. a blue collar kid. Right. But we just never experienced that because every time things were right at the edge and it looked like, like the rug's been pulled out from under me. If you guys only knew mm. how many times, like in this whole process and then everything that's happened, the rug gets pulled out from under me. And then somebody goes here, let me help you up. Wow. You know? And it was like, Oh, well I can keep walking now. I can keep doing it. And it just kept happening. And it was like the biggest blessing. I don't even like to gamble. Yeah. I do, but I don't like to, I don't play the lottery. <laughs> Because, yeah, because, um, what was it, who is it, uh, what's his name, um, Mitch, wasn't it Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg that said, uh, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink any less, but I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, he's he had such a great uh, vision. So, so we that.
0: made you digress. So in that season with your parents, mm-hmm. you're oh, at what the was height like of fame. The, like, how do you negotiate those relationships when you're... When your life is like it was then?
2: Well, we all had real supportive parents. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, they all were like, you know, it was, my mom was like, well, I mean, you could end up in a trailer and, you know, it wouldn't matter. Like, it's like, that's who we assumed you could be, you know, but, you know, they were very supportive. And, and again, I was older, so it was almost like it was my own decision. And at that point, I didn't have to ask mom uh Justin and JC I mean Justin and Lance like they had we'd do shows and they'd, they'd have homeschooling like they'd wow. they'd have mm-hmm. like they had a a teacher on the road with us who would you know do their lessons and I'm like god like I had the perfect life I got to live my normal life do high school do it the right way
0: then, yeah. do all
2: these things and then now get the band and these guys don't even get to like like, I, I always think back and I'm like, man, Justin, you know, you didn't get to go to prom. Yeah.
0: yeah like, right.
2: you know, you didn't get to do these monumentous moments. But at the same time, I'm like, you didn't go to prom because you were touring Europe. Yeah. yeah. You know, and singing in front of thousands of screaming fans who, you know, would do anything for you. Yeah. I'm like, it's a good trade-off, but yeah. at least I get to do both. Yeah. You know, I, got this, I get to experience
1: both. So throughout the, like, madness of those years right if you could kind of chart out your i mean for lack of a better word just genuine happiness enjoyment
2: of life how would it how would it go Hmm. it it's always been the same with me always been the same i the way i grew up i learned to appreciate everything Mm -hmm. and that even goes with my social media now, and this is a perfect example. My social media now is horrible. Like, I'm so bad at it. My wife is amazing at it. My management will do things. If, you know, I did the mass singer, yep. post all that stuff. Yep. Big Brother, whatever I do, they post and they get the stuff out there. I don't, and it's because the one thing I don't use enough on my telephone, which is weird to call it a telephone <laughs> right? now that I think about it, um, is the camera. And I don't use the camera because when I do things, I experience the things. Yeah, I yeah. like to be in the moment of things. With the band, Joey was filming everything we did. JC was writing notes, a diary every night. I was living it. You know, I yeah. was there going, man, look what I'm doing right now. I never thought, like I went to Canada one time. That was cool. I went to Mexico one time. That was cool. I left the country. Yeah. didn't think I could mean yeah. now i'm touring germany austria switzerland finland sweden norway denmark all these like amazing places because of music and because of this band and because i am so blessed with this opportunity you're still the guy getting paid 75 bucks still the Just guy getting paid like 75 amazing. bucks but i still i appreciate the fact that i'm like and and that's been that's been a mantra with the band, and we did it one show, one show, one show. We did it, and we never did it again because we walked off that show and almost punched each other.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And that was we were in in we were he- we started to get huge in Germany, and it was like this big like we were the act in Germany. And we went out and we did a, a TV show or something where we did like four or five songs, and we went out and did the four or five songs. But when we walked out. Like, I know you can't see this, but you guys get the idea. When we walked out, we were like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? With arms open. Like, here we are. You're welcome. Yeah. Right? One show. One show we did that. And we walked off that stage and looked at each other like, you guys are assholes. Wow. Like, we will never do that again. Like, we got it out of our system. That was our one time. Now, go back to what made us, and that was earning Every applause, wow. every hand clap, every person in there saying you guys were good, that's what, it, <clears throat> that's, what it, that's what, it was. That's yeah. what it wow. became. Wow. It was, we understood because we were always the redheaded stepchild. Mm. Back in the day, it was always, you know, we were always right behind Backstreet. We were like Backstreet surrogate. Kids over in Europe would say all the time, oh, I'm only here because the Backstreet Boys aren't here. You know, if the Backstreet Boys were here, we wouldn't be at your show. We'd be at their show. Wow. And our yeah. whole lives, that's what was handed to us. And that's why... We kept saying, "All right, you know, we have to. We could be headlining, you know, a stadium show with you know any act you could name, a Destiny's Child, whoever on it. We would be headlining, and we would walk out like we were the opening act. Yeah, and we yeah. had to earn every person in there's respect, trust, that's love, amazing, you know, and whatever, and you know, and that's what kept us going, and that's why, you know, in the end, every show we did." we walked out there and we knew that you know like i said you we'd walk out to a show where every kid's got your picture on their shirt yeah and go that kid doesn't like us until we finish the show wow. you know we have to earn we have to earn the reason that kid bought that shirt mm-hmm. you know we're not given this we aren't just this amazing beings that just show up and grace you with our presence it was we earned it and you know it was a testament to everything we did and that's why we worked so hard so this
0: this may be a weird question but like knowing like as you're a dad now and you know you have your son whose name is Nash Nash. yeah that you said earlier do you feel like there's this this may be way too far of a connect here but stay with me do you feel like there are things that you learned from touring and doing that that inform how you parent like are there things that that
2: from that season. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way you parent is everything you've learned, mm. you know, all together, the way I grew up. And and honestly, the hardest part with that kind of transition a little bit, the hardest part is raising a child who you know, is a Brentwood kid. Right. Right. Yeah, he's a yeah. Brentwood kid. And you guys are local. compared to the way you, you grew up. You understand that, you know, that's not a great connotation. There, There's some great kids. Yeah. But it's almost like a snotty thing. People go, oh, he's a Brentwood kid. Right. right. And I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, if I go to the store and we're in the store somewhere and he's like, dad, can I get this? Hell yeah, I get it for him. Yeah. I spoil him rotten. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't do it, but I do it. Right. Because I never got that. Yes, I never had yeah. that. That's right. So the, the the hard part is how do I raise this kid yeah. to be a good yeah. right. blue collar, um, you know, honest kid right. when he's never wanted for anything in right. his life. Right. You know, he never had to go between meals because he was hungry. You know, or yeah. he, you know, if the kid's hungry, we feed him immediately. Oh, let's only go to McDonald's when he's doing his intermittent fast. <laughs> right. 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 No. No. Right. Well, he's on this weird a diet thing there now and Grant's he's he's hand. starting yoga which is <laughs> sure. going to be good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Good. But uh, a <laughs> 6 year old. No, but um you know it's 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 how do you raise that kid to have your morals cuz I feel like right. I'm morally a really good person. Mm-hmm. Like I mean I have some things I do, you know I'm, I can be a jerk whatever, <laughs> but for the most part yeah. I'm the guy that roots for the 1 in 15 team and mm-hmm. the following year when they're 15 and 1 I hate them. Yeah. Right. So I always root for the underdog. I always, you know, these shows that I've been doing uh, when I did Big Brother, I went on there and I'm like, listen, I don't I don't care to win it because I'd have to be a real asshole to win this competition. Mm -hmm. You have to be kind of a jerk to win it. I was like, but I'm not going to let anybody in this competition be bullied, Mm -hmm. you know, and I will stand up. I'll get kicked off. I'll get in a fight. I don't care, but I'm not going to let somebody get bullied. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I try to live life by. Like I will not stand for anybody getting bullied, mm. but how, to, what happens if I'm raising this kid and he becomes the bully? Yeah. Right. You know, it's everything I didn't stand, stand for. And you're in a different world. Right. right.
1: Like you're on a different track
2: than, than the way you grew up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he has a every he He's played sports. You know, he's already played soccer, baseball, karate, all these things that, you know, I never got to do because yeah. we didn't have a car. I couldn't get to – I mean, I played in high school because I could walk up to the high school. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, when, when I was in junior high and we didn't have a baseball team in junior high, I didn't play baseball. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't just go be on some right, league. Right. Yeah. How was I going to get there? Yeah. You know, it's like I'd have to have somebody that could drive me there or whatever. Right. Now this kid, I'm like, hey, he's a year and a half, two years old. He's doing karate. And I'm taking him to cry you know, picking his nose half the time, eating it the other half, and which how do we get by that? By the way, what oh. do you do with that? Like, I mean, he's he'll be five years old on Monday, yep. and I still catch him. I'll see him digging, yeah, and I look over because I'm like, you can pick your nose, that's fine, as long as you wash your hands. But it's when he always slips it in his mouth, no. and you're like, you're like, do <laughs> well, how do you? When you see it happen, dip his to, hand in acid. To me,
1: no,
0: I'm just saying oh. I can't even see. I I can't deal with it.
1: It's a lot I can't do it. it's with a that. lot to take yeah, on it is
0: yeah you you say that well, one of the things that is always the most fascinating about when we have guests on that have come from like your story, and I mean like John and I, where you you come from you know middle to lower class right Now you have a kid that is well, in and, upper class well you're yeah, and then your life and your success and this amazing thing happens in your life and you're you're juggling it is one of my favorite things to which you just did, and I appreciate that to talk about is how do you juggle these really two opposing things in your brain, which is
2: one, you I don't... want him to have everything you didn't have. But at the same time, you don't want him to grow up and be a snotty kid that gets <laughs> well, everything. Exactly. You want he wants. him to learn that's the exactly lessons. Right. Like exactly we interviewed
1: right. Matthew McConaughey and his book, which is awesome, is about how insane his life was. And, and growing up, his childhood was just insane. And I'm like, how are you going to? give that to your kids mm-hmm. because all these lessons that you learned were under these insane circumstances, often like crazy and violent and like, you know, like how are you going to pass these on? You know? And I feel like, you know, for someone listening who doesn't, who is like, well, this wasn't really my story. Like I'm kind of growing yeah. up the same. Just, just social media. And the fact that like, one of the things that I think of a lot with my girls is like you were saying earlier, like you would go hang in the woods all day and then like your mom would call you home in the summit town you would be like you would be bored you would be trying to figure out how how to like entertain yourself i'm like i'm not sure if my girls have ever been bored yeah that's just not they don't have to yeah we don't have that like you don't have to be bored anymore you know, it's 2022
2: you know what it is it's it's the way i raise my kid is not the way i was raised yeah but he's going to be a good kid and he's going to be like me because he's loved. Yeah. Right. And right. if he understands why he's getting these things, what he's doing. Like it it's funny because my wife was raised upper middle class. Her father was in the NFL and made his money by starting a printing company in Ohio. Mm. So he you know, he's a self-earned, you know, person you know, beautiful house, huge house, beautiful house, four girls, all of them collegiate soccer players. Like they all got scholarships. They all like they were homecoming Queens, all this, like they lived the perfect life, Mm -hmm. but she is just like I am. And in fact, she is actually almost cheaper than I am, which is funny because to me, I spend money because I never had money, and now I'm like, ah, screw it! Look, I got money. Let's do uh-huh. it. Let's do it. She goes, "The reason we have money is because we're not spending on stupid things. Like, you don't need this. You don't need this." Yeah. And I'm like, "Weren't you raised like in an upper middle class society where you got everything you want?" She's like, "Yeah, but it's not everything I needed." Yeah, right. And you're, she you're understands out. that. Jeez, she understands that. Yeah. So when we have arguments with our kid, it's always funny because you know she, she'll pull out the well. I'm like, hey, you know how hard I had it growing up? And then she'll be like, Yeah, do you know how hard your dad had it growing up? You know? it's, like, it's you know, and and he doesn't. And he doesn't yeah. really get that. Yeah. But he knows that, you know, in the end, it's not about the stuff he has, it's not about the things he does. It's about the family that is with him. Yeah. And the family great that word. wants him to experience these things, you yeah. know. And he does get a little snotty, like, and it, and it was really hard for me. We went to, I mean, the kids the kids had more miles in his almost five years than I did my entire life before the band. Yeah. And ten times more than I did before the band. And he's gone to all these places, and we were going one place, and, and we're sitting in first class, and, and he always sits next to me because we play games, or I, I know I'm trying to teach him, and bring coloring books or learning books. And he's sitting there and and he had his iPad out for a second. He had headphones on and he just leaned back, like just watching it. Like he's a punk. And I looked over and I'm like, this kid looks like a punk right now. This kid. He's four years old sitting in first class. Like he should be there. Right. I'm like, the seat's just as big for you in economy. Like, I don't know why I'm getting you a bigger seat. You're not taking up any more room in that seat. And I looked over at him, and I'm like, "Dude, do you realize? Like, yeah. you're in first class right now." And that's me, you know, teaching down to my kid, like, "This is what it's like." I'm like, "You're in first class." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just sat back, and I'm like, "Man, that's crazy." And then suddenly, I just hear, first class, up okay. in the sky," and I'm like, "Are you seriously singing that now?"
0: <laughs> like, like I've
2: just, created this yeah, like, monster, it, and 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 again, it becomes. Every time you do these things, you let him know how appreciative he should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a great idea. You know, because, you know, I grew up, I could name on my hands the amount of cool toys that I grew up with. Mm. But to me, I never grew up poor. Right. Like, to me, I had the Ewok Village. Mm. I had the Viper boat from G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I had, my mom would make sure that I could get either my birthday or Christmas this one thing or this... And But I beat the hell out of it. like yeah, That was my that thing. Was thing. That was right. my life. This kid has like eight toy rooms in our house. <laughs> my sister's like, oh, well, when I was raising my boy when he was little, we had this one toy box, and if the toys didn't fit in the toy box, he had to get rid of toys to get whatever. I'm like, he's got toys that we're trying to get rid of in the garage yeah. that are still sitting out there. Yep. But I think a lot of that, too, is me going, you know, I've got one Tonka truck upstairs that I had. It was this blazer I got when I was a little tiny kid and it's metal. It had a plastic roof. The roof's already been gone, whatever, but yeah. I have that. You could I have like cut yourself on the corners. Completely, yep. completely metal, everything. And I have this toy box upstairs which are some of the toy bo- toys that I've saved mm-hmm. and these are only because they were at my grandparents' house and some of the toys that I wanted, like, you know, whatever the thing is that I'd like to see him playing with, like mm-hmm, it makes mm-hmm, you feel cool. Mm-hmm. But, You know, I have the I had these certain amount of things like they meant the most. He has anything he wants. Like his birthday's coming up, and I'm like, what are we gonna get him? Because we get him, we spoil him rotten like a like a stupid parent. Yeah, you know, or you know, it's it's not being a good parent. It's you got to push him out of the nest, and it's just hard to do. It is. It's really it's difficult to see your kid cry. It's yeah. difficult, yeah. even though you know that's learning. Like, right. that's him going, he's not really hurting, but you don't like to see him not really hurting. That's like, right. You right. want him to just be happy yeah. his whole life. Which is sure, weird discipline. You know, that's that's yeah. what we try to do, but it's like, how do you keep that in check?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you, I mean, I feel like this has been the epic learning of you have been so kind with your time because this is like, you're the best. So thank you for... <laughs> But for real, thank you for all this time. It's amazing. No, this is awesome. Well, we want to respect it. So, we have two questions we ask before everybody goes. Okay. Um, I'll ask one, John will ask that. So, when you think about your son, what is the one thing that you want him to know?
2: Um, I want him to know how blessed he is, but it's like Spider Man, mm. you know, meaning that with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. So, being so blessed. I want him, like, I, I'm dying for the day when he goes into the toy store and sees something and goes, Dad, my cousin would love this. Would mm-hmm. you get this for my cousin? That's great. You know, and he's not there yet. He's, you know, four. He's I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach him. I'm like, isn't it better to give? Like, don't mm-hmm. you like when you're giving? So it's like, you know, knowing that he has, he will never want for anything in his life knowing that responsibility, meaning now you have to step up and help somebody I out. Love like that. you have to I be because that. that's that's how I grew up. We yeah. grew up as the helped people. Yeah. We yeah, grew yeah. up on wow. Thanksgiving, having the groceries at the door, the people knock mm-hmm. and run away yeah. that are like, wow, this look at this food we got. Yeah. So now we can eat for Thanksgiving. And knowing that somebody did that for us mm-hmm. now he has the opportunity and I have the opportunity to do that for other people. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. and I don't do it as much as I should. And he should learn by example. Like I should definitely step up and do, you know, a lot more than I do. But I want him to understand that what he has is a fraction of the population. That's great. You know? yeah, yeah. And that's great. To, yeah. to teach that to someone else yeah. or to be able to give
1: back. Yeah, It's right. great. All right, so last question. And yes, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Um, so this is years and years hmm. down the road. I mean, you... Well, not for me. You've I don't have years and years gosh! No decades <laughs> down the road. You, you've you done the Millennia. 2023 African Days tour. Days down the 2026 road. 2026 African tour. Um, <laughs> what do you want your son to say at
2: your funeral? Um... I want him to say, I just lost my best friend. Mm. You know, I want him to say he finally, or he gets it, and he gets mm. the stupid things I do. He gets the dad jokes, which, by the way, I was freaking out coming out here because I was like, Shh, what are my dad jokes? i got to get my dad <laughs> jokes ready. Yeah. And then I realized oh, it's my every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This That's is my, That's my joke. Yeah. My just joke talk. is I'm a dad <laughs> every day. Um, But, you know, I really, I want him to uh, take care of his mom. Mm. I want him to be the kid. I always said it sounds really bad and morbid and not whatever, but I want him to always, always stand up for someone being bullied. And and I'm not trying to use it as like the term people use now. Like I think they use it way too much. Being bullied, whatever. But I feel like I was bullied. I mean the people that are mistreated, the people that feel like they have no one, I tell him all the time, I want you to like he'll talk about kids in his class and he's like, Oh, that kid doesn't really talk to anybody, you know, I don't I want him to my birthday party. He doesn't we don't know him. I'm like tomorrow you go talk to him. Yeah. Yeah because no one he's growing up in this crazy world in this crazy lifestyle that most kids no kids that he's around really under even understand and they they're we were so blessed in the fact that we have had zero problems mm. with him and by zero problems I mean you know I would ball my eyes out just thinking about the parents who have a have a kid with leukemia or cancer because you're so helpless and you're right. looking at your child like give this to me yeah like mm. I need this not this kid right so he's so blessed with all that stuff I want him again kind of goes back to your thing I want him to be able to understand that and be very aware of his surroundings and aware of the fact that he was given this gift. Mm. I wasn't given that gift. I had to work for my gift, right? I had to work for this. Mm. He's given this. So it comes back to what we were talking. How do you teach him to want to work for it? Mm. But like I said, it's about love. It's about saying, listen, you know, because you were blessed with this, now there's an expectation for you to do this right? and to be this person. And I want him just to be like, you know, this was not only my best friend, my favorite teacher, you know, but somebody when I have kids goes, Oh, the reason you're who you are is because this guy mm-hmm. taught you who that was, you know, and he didn't get to meet my grandfather, and my grandfather was that to me. Mm, you know, my yeah. grandfather was the guy that distilled all of my morals. I mean, my grandpa is the guy that m- my cousin called me one time back in the day from my small little town, and she goes, Um, I was walking home with this laundry basket because my family's still, you know, poor. We, we grew up, whatever. And he goes, and she goes, and your grandpa pulled over. She goes, he didn't even know who I was. He didn't recognize me or anything. He was like, hey, hon, let me give you a lift to where you're going, right? That's my grandpa. Mm. You know, not, and I, I, the only reason I don't do that now is if my kid's in the car, you know, you don't know what to expect. Right. You know, yeah. it's sad that you have to do that. But always, always I have to be that person that helps out or says, you know, here, let me give you a hand because of my grandfather. Yeah. So I want him to pass that on and to be a good person yeah. in the end, to be a good person. And hopefully I'm raising him right. And, and if not, it sucks because I don't know how to do it then. <laughs> Because we're all just trying to do it like we do it, and that's it. Oh my God!
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you.
1: you.